The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, second hour of the show. We are keeping an eye on all things Trump on his trip as he is now in Israel and there's been a lot going on. There will be some statements from President Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu. And uh, I mentioned on Saturday, if you were here, that there are a thousand people that travel with the president on this trip. And, you know, that's kind of an incorrect statement. It's not a thousand people traveling with him. There are a thousand people involved because when he goes to Riyadh and then to Israel, then to uh, the Vatican and then to Rome and then, you know, he's bouncing around. People have to go ahead of him and make sure situations are secure. And in the case of Jerusalem, where the president and the first lady are staying, they've had to bomb-proof, gas-proof, and bulletproof the suite, the $5,700 a night suite. So it takes a lot of people. And I think there's about 300 people just to bring Melania's wardrobe. I think she's on her third outfit today, getting a lot of love for her fashion choices from the Saudi Arabian press because she's frankly looking very conservative and elegant, which is smart. And you know what? The whole thing about the headscarf, when we checked, Michelle Obama didn't wear a headscarf either, so everybody needs to calm down about that. But the king did come out and shake the president's hand and the first lady's hand, which I think was a big deal. I want to talk about the president's speech and get it from the perspective of a Muslim American. It was a 30-minute speech, and one of the moments in the speech, this is about 25 seconds of it, this was Donald Trump from yesterday. Our vision is one of peace, security, and prosperity in this region and all throughout the world. Our goal is a coalition of nations who share the aim of stamping out extremism and providing our children a hopeful future that does honor to God. Those were Donald Trump's words. Part of the speech that I thought was pretty good, Bob Schieffer, CBS News, not exactly a conservative voice, gave President Trump uh, a grade of very presidential. 
But I want to know what what a Muslim American thinks of this. And I, I feel weird saying what a Muslim American thinks of this because I don't think of Cal, you know him from the Morning Blaze, as a Muslim American. I think of him as a co-worker and a friend and uh, somebody who I respect and trust and all that good stuff. But I, I figured I, I wonder how he listened to the speech. So I asked Cal to join us this morning. Cal, it's been a while since you've been on Pure Opelka, like from the early days. Yeah, I know. I feel uh, feel very privileged to be invited back again. Well, you know what? You really do add so much to that show with Doc Thompson, uh, especially no, Cal's app of the week. Impossible. Well, that's why I said so much. <laughs> yeah. So very little much. No, I I appreciate the camaraderie and the the spirit of that team, but you know I don't have a whole lot of experience with. Um, I'm going to say with Muslims in my life, it's not it's not a topic that comes up all the time. And frankly, for the past couple of years, usually uh, radical and extremism are attached to that word. And so uh, after watching this president campaign and then watching his speech uh, yesterday with 50 plus uh, Muslim leaders from around the world, I thought, I wonder how the speech is going. And a lot of Americans liked it, but did you see it? Did you like it? What did you think? I did. I watched it. Um, you know, the, my biggest takeaway take was, yeah, he, I thought it was a very good speech. I thought he said a lot of important things. I wish he would, my point is, uh, I wish he would, have, he would speak like that to Americans. Because uh, when he's on this side of the pond, it, it, it doesn't come off the same way when he speaks about uh, Islam and Muslims, you know, uh, it's a lot more aggressive, a lot more um, dividing, a lot more antagonizing when he speaks about uh, Muslims and Islam on this side of the pond. Everything he said at the speech was, uh, you know, very, like I said, presidential. He said the right things. And even especially I like the part where he called out other Muslim leaders and said, you need to take uh, a lead on this and you need to, um, you know, make it clear. Not that they don't, but just to, to make take a bit more of an aggressive approach in stopping the idolatry and stopping the radicalism. And that's true. It's 100% true. Um, but he was also very, you know, I thought they all were very self-flatulating. And I just wish uh, he would have spoken that way a bit more on, on this side and in the more, because one of the biggest things he said was that the larger percentage of, of uh, victims of terrorism are Muslims, which is a fact. And uh, you never hear those words really come out of his mouth on this side of the pond. Yeah, he brought up the stat. I think he said 95% of the victims of ISIS and Daesh are are Muslims who are killed because they won't pledge their total allegiance to the ISIS caliphate dream. Uh, he did bring up Iran a lot. And he of did. course, with big time, yeah. Yeah, well, I got a 10 second clip here. This was the president talking about Iran. From Lebanon to Iraq to Yemen. Iran funds arms and trains terrorists. And he talked about the need to isolate Iran. And, you know, I think he, he definitely was playing to a crowd that liked to hear those words as well. And, you know, that right. that line seemed to mirror what you said about Trump in America. He's he hasn't held back on Iran when he's talking about uh, how we deal with the Iranians here. So he's. He didn't pull any punches there. Maybe maybe is that the unifying point in all this? Is it Iran? 
Um, well, I think so. Iran's not really um, a friend to, especially the Saudis, or, or really many of the Muslim countries. They all have the same fears that Americans do about how um, Iran deals with terrorism and how they fund a lot of these things and how they openly make statements about, you know, eradicating Israel and uh, just they're not very diplomatic when it comes to that stuff. And um, a lot of the Middle East agrees. I know I know my family, you know, I have family in Egypt and I talk to them all the time and they, they are worried because they're really like in the center of it all. You know, if Iran decides to launch a nuke or do something stupid over there, they're the ones, all the ones that are going to suffer the entire Middle Eastern uh, region. So uh, I think he calling them out was was the right thing. I, I agree with them, and I know that everybody in that room agrees with them too. They yeah, weren't invited this, to that summit, so uh, I thought this was the smart presentation, uh, and maybe the this is probably the most on script I have seen the president since he raised his hand and took the oath of office. You know, he usually has a tendency to slide off of the teleprompter and and work the room a little bit. He was uh, very deliberate and very measured in everything he said. I, I'll bet you he got, even though he doesn't sound like he rehearsed it, I'll bet you he got 100% of every word that was written in that speech. And I bet somebody told him, this is the one you, you, can't, you can't get off script on this one, Mr. Trump. You got to stay Absolutely, with us, yeah. please. You can't shoot from the hip on this one. And he did, and you're right. He stuck to it. And I think that was a smart thing to do. Well, I hope so. Um, I think it was overall it was uh, it was a good thing, and I think you know again he, he made a very clear message, and it was it was a good one. I think um, uh, one more time to say I hope he carries that kind of demeanor when he speaks about it um, when he comes back to the back home. Well, there are some people, Cal, and the voice you're hearing on the phone calling in from Dallas is Cal. You hear him on the morning blaze with uh, with Doc. Uh, on a regular basis and not just with his app of the week. Cal is here because I invited him. He's an American Muslim. Uh, he, there's a lot of folks, Cal, who say they really wanted him to use that, that phrase, you know, radical Islamic terrorists. And I think he got close, but he didn't really say it. Unless, I, did I miss it? No, he did. He said, uh, towards the end, he said, we, you know, we all have to take a step and step stopping. And he paused with it. He said, radical Islamic terrorism and Islamists. He said it. Okay. So you give him, you give him the points for saying that, and you give him points for uh, being clear without being too aggressive. Yes, I, I, I did, 100%. And uh, I thought he brought up a lot of good points. And, it, and it's stuff that I think everybody knows and agrees with, uh, you know, regarding terrorism and how it needs to be stopped. You know, um, the king before him made a speech to the king of Saudi Arabia and pretty much echoed the same thing that all the region needs to come together to just eradicate it, stop financing it, stop funding it, stop supporting it. Um, so they all seem to be on the same page about it. So well, what uh, do you, I think it was well done. Okay. What do you make of the globe, the little glowing orb that they all put their hands on? <laughs> I thought that was... Big cliche, but I get I get the point they're trying to make. But it, uh, that kind of was a little bit of the self flatulation that I was talking about between that and you know they spend like a good ten minutes each just talking each other up, both of them. Um, so uh, I guess I see the point, but I think pe most people get that it's you know a little bit see through. Well, I I, I tend to agree with you, although we're going to disagree on some of your word use here. 
So I think that's a G and not a T in that word. One refers to farting and the other. Uh, never mind. We're not going to get into it. Did I say flatulation? I meant fledged. Yes, you did. And I thought you were doing it on purpose to see if I'd call you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was totally accidental. You've been working with Doc Thompson too much. <laughs> I have. These mornings well, Cal, I, I appreciate you, and uh, your, your opinion is uh, always well-reasoned and one I welcome. And it's too long. You have to you have to come back on the show again soon. Why don't, why don't we do it when I visit Dallas? I'm looking forward to that. Well, I'll be there in two weeks. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a great no rest of your day. I think you're supposed to have the day off, but I interrupted you. But I appreciate it. I'm on my way to the to the uh, up to the OB with the wife checking in on baby number two. That's more exciting. That is more exciting. Well, I hope you get nothing but great news. C- carry on, sir. All right. Thanks. Take care. There he goes. Uh, Cal, is, Cal truly is just a rock-solid guy. And, again, I have, like, zero experience in the Muslim world, so I'm happy that uh, he's there and available. I'm going to step aside. When we get back, we'll check in and see on the uh, remarks coming out of the president's trip as he and Benjamin Netanyahu are speaking after their meeting. And uh, I'm sure a lot of this was ceremonial. And then we'll, uh, we'll get Dr. Wendy on the horn in just a little bit. I don't know why, but she's in Graceland and uh, yet still wants to talk about the politics, which is a good thing. And we'll deal with that just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. The president and Benjamin Netanyahu are holding a joint press conference after their meeting. And uh, it's always interesting to me. I, I like to watch the president when he's waiting for his turn to speak. Sometimes I think he's he's paying rapt attention and sometimes I think he's He's just waiting for the other voice to stop so he can start. You know, he just I think he's nervous because this is a big deal. He did get major props from Netanyahu for being the first sitting American president to visit the Western Wall. He got major props for visiting the Western Wall. And. uh, And and actually breaking a a tradition of uh, avoiding it. And Israel is giving itself a little pat on the back for protecting holy Christian sites as the president and the first lady went to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And he said, uh, he being Netanyahu, said, we do 
we do protect Christian sites, Muslim sites, as well as, obviously, temples and Jewish holy sites. Uh, this is um, this one is kind of like two real close friends getting together. You know, these these two agree on so much. I don't think we're going to get any surprises out of this meeting. There is some thank you to the Americans for our position on Iran, specifically President Trump and his position on Iran, which I think uh, deservedly so as you heard with Cal in our discussion beforehand. Um, If anything comes to this, we'll play clips later. I do want to make note of the fact that the the situation with Turkey and the Turkish embassy in in Washington, D.C., and the, the horrible beating that happened as the bodyguards, Erdogan's bodyguards, were sent out to beat down people who were protesting outside of the embassy. Uh, It's gotten into a weird place right now as um, Turkey has condemned America over our, uh, quote, aggressive acts against its bodyguards. John McCain was right when he said we should throw them all out. We We should throw all of them out. And guess what? The Turks responded not by disciplining their guards, who will probably claim diplomatic immunity over the beating of American citizens. No, Turkey has summoned the U.S. ambassador to to their embassy in order to make a complaint. This is blaming the aggressor. Or the aggressor blaming blaming the victim. I'm sorry. This is the aggressor blaming the victim. It is it is ridiculous what Turkey is going to attempt to claim here. And I hope everybody stands and goes, cut it out. Cut it out. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Just around the corner, we're going to talk with Dr. Wendy Patrick. And I've asked Wendy if we can speak specifically to the situation with General Flynn, Michael Flynn. I want to talk about Flynn because today we heard that Flynn is going to take the fifth. Flynn is going to avoid answering questions. And uh, it, it just, it's just crazy. In my mind, it's just crazy. And it's doubly crazy when you remember what President Trump said during the campaign when taking the Fifth Amendment was something that Hillary Clinton's people were, were going to, to do in the investigation of the email servers. Remember that? She has people taking the Fifth Amendment. Four people plus... The guy who illegally did the server. You know, he put in the illegal server. So there are five people taking the Fifth Amendment, like you see on the mob, right? You see the mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? I wonder how many times that's going to be played for Michael Flynn. I wonder how many people are going to say, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Seriously. I still believe Lois Lerner is guilty of sin. And most of that belief in Lois Lerner's guilt comes from the simple fact that she refused to testify, instead taking the fifth. And where is Lois Lerner today? Oh, she's in prison. No, she's not in prison. Lois Lerner is enjoying her retirement from her second home 
And uh, I think she gets a lovely government pension. She, she probably gets that great government health care forever and ever and ever, right? Yeah, of course she does. So, General Flynn, I do have a problem. I do have a problem with you taking the Fifth Amendment. I think it's going to cause just more problems for this administration. I think it's going to prolong the investigation, and especially on the heels of Jim Comey, the former FBI director, saying, yeah, right after Memorial Day, I'll come in and I'll, I'll, I'll answer everybody's questions. I'll, I'll bring files. I'll bring donuts. I'll bring it all. We'll, we'll have a, a, an all, all hands on deck, all questions accepted. And sure, if something, uh, something top secret comes up, they're going to go into a skiff and they won't take it publicly. But I think this is just bad news. Very bad news for the administration. And it's frankly, it's what the news media needed while Trump is having a great first few days on his overseas trip. When we get back, Dr. Wendy joins us. I want to know what she thinks about General Flynn taking the fifth and if she has anything else to add from Graceland. That's next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. I know she's listening in Memphis, so let me give you a little Donald Trump flashback before we welcome Dr. Wendy Patrick. She has people taking the Fifth Amendment. Four people plus the guy who illegally did the server. You know, he put in the illegal server. So there are five people taking the Fifth Amendment, like you see on the mob, right? You see the mob takes the Fifth if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Mm, good question. Good question. Michael Pelka sitting here in the second half of today's Piero Pelka. And we're welcoming her in just a little bit early. Dr. Wendy Patrick is joining us from Memphis. I understand possibly even on the grounds of Graceland. Uh, Dr. Wendy, are you still at Graceland? I am, Mike. Thank you so much for, for having me. And to talk about really such an important uh, development in terms of the Russia investigation, Michael, Mike taking the uh, Michael Flynn taking the Fifth Amendment. But I do have to say, it doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty. And I know that I know what Donald Trump said. I remember. I think you and I talked about it back then. Um, but really, there's precedent for the fact that these subpoenaed documents, taking the Fifth Amendment and not turning over the subpoenaed documents, uh, that could be considered some kind of testimony in the future where he were to give the documents. So, in an abundance of caution, it's really not a surprised that his legal team has advised him to do exactly what he's doing. I don't think anybody is surprised. Well, after watching um, Lois Lerner with the IRS scandal targeting conservatives take the fifth over and over again, and she ended up fine with a nice cushy retirement. Uh, I, I don't, why would anyone testify? Why would you ever? No. 
Well, it's also interesting, Mike, because remember, um, originally he was looking for immunity, couldn't get that. So I'm not sure if they weren't able to provide immunity, why anybody would have thought that all of the documents and testimony they want would have been forthcoming. And in fact, we may just be going through the legal motions that maybe is only a surprise to those that haven't been tuning into your weekly show, because I know we've, I feel like we've been teasing this almost since he uh, tendered his resignation in February. So yeah. what happens now, and, and this also ties back to the, the appointment of Robert Mueller, because many fear that would provide a chilling effect on proceedings just like this. In other words, because now there is an official, independent, special, I keep wanting to say prosecutor, we'll call it a special counsel only because that's the nomenclature that's been used, that people like General Flynn will be even less forthcoming and even more protective of their private information than they would have been otherwise. Well, question for you, because again, this is totally out of my my skill set. If... He came out initially and said, I'll testify, but I'd like immunity. They said no immunity and slapped him with the subpoena. He said, I intend to take the fifth. Is this a a bargaining chip? Could they come back and say, "Okay, we'll give you immunity, but you have to testify? Yeah, you you always have the best questions, Mike, because that is one of them. And what would that look like then if they were able to grant him that kind of immunity? You know, the, the world wants to know what he has to say. And you can imagine those discussions are taking place behind the scenes. But whether or not that's actually going to happen, um, probably not. I mean, you and I have been wrong before here because this is all unprecedented, uncharted territory. But it probably won't happen, um, at least not in the near future. Could could Robert Mueller and the special counsel, well, he's going to take some time to set up, could they offer him some sort of protection as well? Because this is from the, the uh, congressional hearings. Well, you got to wonder, they're probably going to be watching closely what's happening now, because you're right, this is in connection with the congressional committee, but it's all interrelated. In other words, you've got a couple of different committees looking into the same conduct, so we can only assume that General Flynn's legal team is going to answer each one of those requests exactly the same. And the, the, the committees that are looking at these requests are probably going to be taking a cue from one another, so it's unlikely he's going to be offered immunity. But i got to tell you, having just said that, it's almost impossible in this administration to make the kind of predictions we're used to making because everything seems to be a case of first impression. Yeah, nothing nothing is as it seems. Everything is precedent sent, setting, and right. it's all it's all uncharted waters on just about all you know, of this stuff. It so, is. And the last two weeks have been particularly interesting and precedent setting is we've not seen anything unfold the way it has the last two weeks. I mean, the president's probably glad he's doing the out-of-country tour because it's a lot less heated out there than it is at home in Washington, D.C., that's for sure. Yeah, things are crazy. We're talking to Dr. Wendy Patrick. Wendy Patrick, Ph.D. is where you find more information about Wendy, wendypatrickphd.com. Wendy, I, you're at Graceland. There's no way I can get around this because you're someplace <laughs> I long to visit. I have not gone there did you see the television with the bullet hole in it? No. You know, we, we went through so quickly, I didn't even see that. I, I felt like I'd seen it all, but Mike, I, are you telling me I missed something? I got to go back in. <laughs> well, you know, Elvis shot his TV one night. That's legend. 
Okay, well, <laughs> I got yeah, to become thinking, more of an Elvis fan. <laughs> well, when, well, I'm also a lot older than you, so I know all this stuff. But, but <laughs> this weekend, <laughs> this weekend in Memphis was this massive barbecue competition. It was the Super Bowl of barbecues. Were you there for that? You know, I wasn't, but we actually went to the um, Franklin Graham. We went to a Franklin Graham event last night. So it's American Purse, Billy Graham, and they're all in town as well. So it appears to be a very busy week in Memphis, a great time to be here. I'm just glad I got to do your show, just like always. Well, I'm very appreciative of it. I'm, I'm wishing we could have been there with you in Memphis, plus the Franklin Graham event, Samaritan's Purse, which, wow. And uh, while I have you, I know I only have a minute or two left. Did they mention, are they getting back involved with the Ebola because Ebola's again firing up in the Congo? They were the ones who who really led the charge and helped out greatly in the last Ebola outbreak. That's right. Yes, that is something. Just there's the whole the the places they go, the things they do, the the hope they bring to the suffering all over the world, including as you mentioned, areas that are affected by these killer diseases. That actually was something um, that was, was talked about last night, and I'm so impressed you know that because so much of the world doesn't understand Samaritan's Purse is almost the the first people in to provide aid and medical attention, even in these war torn areas where people are afraid to venture. They're there, they're on the front lines, and they're saving lives every day what what an amazing story and i wow i can't i'm i'm happy you were there to to drink it all in and share it with us there's a little bit of yeah breaking news from this show courtesy of dr wendy patrick <laughs> the uh the the franklin graham group samaritan's purse which you need to find out about because when everyone else is running away from a problem samaritan's purse internationally runs toward it and in the case of the ebola virus you couldn't have a more frightening disease, and yet these doctors and some of these aid workers just don't think about themselves. They just go in and think about the people and the the area, and they bring aid and comfort and hope, and in, in many cases, groundbreaking medicine that is, is right now leading to a possible vaccine. But, you know, we're still years away from that. Dr. Wendy Patrick, thank you, my friend. I so appreciate you. Uh, stepping out of Graceland to <laughs> to give us an update, but you have to go back inside. And uh, while you're there, I'm would on you my pick way up... back in. I'm going back in to find the bullet hole. <laughs> yes, stop, stop at the gift shop and pick up some Love Me Tender shampoo and cream rinse because I'm almost out you of mine. You got it. Um, you got it. I'm going to ship it to you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Doctor Wendy. Thank you. There she goes, Doctor Wendy Patrick, our our friend who also. Um, she is a, a lawyer, a trial lawyer. She's a, someone who's been in the courtroom, and that's why I, I go to her and uh, get the information on these topics. Like, like what does it mean when you can, uh, you can take the fifth and, and still not have people think you're guilty? I tend to think it kind of points like you're not exactly innocent. Am I wrong? No, I don't think I am, but we'll see. Maybe Flynn uses this to continue bargaining and, and he, he will try and get himself some sort of form of immunity. I'm stepping aside for a break. When we get back, we have to find out, oh, there's, there's more news from, from the Trump speech. Uh, Chris Matthews just can't stop thinking about the Trumps and the, the Romanovs and Uday and Q-say. It, it's really, it's crazy talk, but... 
it's talk I think you'll enjoy. And um, I, President Bush was on TV this weekend, too. I have to share some of that with you, as well as where's the other crazy one? There's one other. Oh, Mike Pence and the kids who walked out of the graduation because the vice president was speaking. We'll deal with that next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, I love the Internet. I love technology. I, I think it's just fantastic. We embrace as much technology as we can. But today, as President Trump lands in Israel, it happened this morning. They were wheels down just around six o'clock this morning, East Coast time. And now he's had a pretty busy day already. Um, the Internet's going crazy, showing us a grainy video zooming in, apparently claimed by some people to show Melania Trump slapping Donald's hand away. He was reaching to hold her hand as they were walking on the tarmac. Really, this is what we're going to pay attention to? <laughs> this is the... This is the big breaking news. Trump's don't hold hands walking from Air Force One to Terminal. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny what people will latch on to. And maybe maybe she was just she was just tired. Let him walk with Netanyahu. You know, it's just funny though. It is it is everywhere. Everywhere. But the president and uh Benjamin Netanyahu just finished their their press conference, their press event, and was very complimentary. Again, these are these are two guys who agree on just a whole lot on strength, on taking on the uh, radical Islamic terrorist, and their their friendship means a lot to each other. President Trump talked about it today. We reaffirm the unbreakable bond of friendship between Israel and the United States, a friendship built on our shared love of freedom, our shared belief in human dignity, and our shared hope for an Israel at lasting peace. We want Israel to have peace. But we are more than friends. We are great allies. We have so many opportunities in front of us. But we must seize them together. We must take advantage of the situation. And there are many, many things that can happen now that would never have been able to happen before. And we understand that very well. That in I, think, I think that's great. I think the president saying that uh, we're, we're great friends and we're great allies and that we're going to work together and seize the opportunities. Uh, the, the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, also had 
great praise for President Trump and America's action against the chemical weapons in Syria. How much we appreciate the change in American policy on Iran, which you enunciated so clearly just an hour ago. I want you to know how much we appreciate your bold decision to act against the use of chemical weapons in Syria. And I want to tell you also how much we appreciate the reassertion of American leadership in the Middle East. I look forward to working closely with you to confront the dangers we face together in this violent and volatile Middle East. Could there, could there, be, could there be any more clear and yet diplomatically subtle rebuke of the Obama policies of the past eight years? Could there be anything <laughs> smoother than Benjamin Netanyahu delivering a punch in a velvet glove to the Obama <laughs> legacy on our relationship with Israel? How much I appreciate your clarity on Iran. How much I appreciate your bold decision to act against the use of chemical weapons in Syria. Something that had been called a line in the sand, a red line in the sand when Obama was president. Trump didn't wait. This, this, these little nuggets from Netanyahu just make my day. And there are a few more that I have to share with you. Uh, the president and the prime minister, this visit's going to be short because the president has to take care of a little business and then uh, head off to meet with the pope. Kind of, kind of remarkable, the trip that he's on, right? He's meeting with the leaders of the Muslim world, people that during the campaign, no one would have seen this happening, 55 leaders from Muslim nations. And now with uh, the president and then the prime minister of Israel, and he's going to meet with Abbas as well, and then off to meet the Pope. Not just an international trip, but possibly a record-setting international trip for President Trump. And so far, other than the allegations of a slapped hand on the tarmac, I don't see any missteps. Do you? If you think you do, let me know. Come on back after the break. We'll we'll be here on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.